Sex Chat with Kim Ayers is proudly sponsored by Cal Exotics, the world's first woman-owned adult pleasure products manufacturer, the Magic Wand, the longtime favorite massager of millions, and NAS Toys, providing your sexual pleasure from head to toe. All of our fabulous sponsors' products are available at grandopening.com. Okay, hey. We've got a new episode here of Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. Yeah, that's yours truly. And the topic is mm, communication after Valentine's Day. Yeah. So the annual holiday, if you want to call it that, of Valentine's Day is now in the rearview mirror, but I like to say it's another year till the next one. I actually love Valentine's Day and especially all the new kinds of love that are out there. I think Galentine's Day, as in Galentine's Day, I think is the most clever. It's really clever, and I think that's kind of relatively new. I've heard Singles Awareness Day. It's another good one. Or just love yourself or just love anyone day. I think it's just a day to love what you're doing, love what you're eating, love who you're with, even if you're by yourself. I mean, this is a day to celebrate love. I know you're going to find it hard to believe. You ready? But I can't remember the last time I spent a Valentine's night in a lover's arms. Yep, it's true. But you know what? I've had so much love for everyone, including you, honest, that it doesn't matter to me if there's not that one person. I mean, I love so many people, and it's a beautiful celebration of love for me. So honest. I mean, really, what's, you know, what's a polyamorous girl to do, right? I mean, I just can't wait with one. But yeah, honest. I mean, there's been days when I had my brick and mortar store grand opening that Valentine's week was crazy. And I sort of really looked forward to February 15th to relax. But, you know, honestly, I just really love Valentine's Day. I really do. The two weeks leading up to it, as soon as the calendar flipped to February 1st, that's when people go into Valentine's mode. I mean, I know like the day after Christmas, you can go into CVS and everything's Valentine's Day, but we'll we'll forget about that. So this is the whole thing. You know, I want to talk about communication. There's so many different ways, and maybe Valentine's Day gave you the opportunity to ask what you want. But It's often the day when love is shared in so many ways, both verbally and non-verbally, over food, or yeah, maybe even during sex. Did did you try something different this Valentine's Day in a, like, I don't mean a different restaurant? I'm sure you may have asked your dining buddy, hey, what do you want to eat? Do you ask that in the sack? I mean, like, hey, what do you want to eat? You know, the why. Uh, But seriously, uh, they may have been pretty particular as to what they want to eat, including like gluten-free and, you know, are there nuts in that or, yeah. And, you know, just kind of like being really specific about what they wanted to eat and they share the details. You kind of see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. I mean, why is it that we can't be that specific with what we want when we're having the down and dirty sex? I mean, of course, that's, you know, if you really want to have it down and dirty. But, you know, you can be really, sp- oh, how do you want your eggs? Well, I like them over easy. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of food analogies for sure. 
but we are specific about what we like with food. You know, one time I spoke with a really great sex educator, and I'm embarrassed to say that I forgot what her name was in New England, but she gave me a great example about communication. Here goes. Why is it that when we want to get our back scratched, we can say, ooh, scratch right there. No, a little lower. No, a little to the left. Oh, you know, a little bit harder. Just, just Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep doing that, right? We can do that. No problem. But why is it that we're so incredibly uncomfortable with asking the same thing, but, oh, touch me right there. Okay, a little bit lower. Yeah, just a little harder, just a little firmer, or just to go a little bit to the, oh, yeah, right there is perfect, right? A lot of times we're uncomfortable asking about getting pleasure and being really specific about it. I know it's a me- it's a dialogue many of us don't have with someone who might take pleasure in giving us pleasure. So let's change that. You know, honestly, this is a funny one. I really think one of the best ways to do it is to set up a round of sex when you do a little role-playing. Yeah, role-playing is a great way to discover things, let me tell you. In this one, you would be playing doctor. Now, remember when we did that as kids? You know, it was kind of like fun. Yeah, it was fun. And you get your, no, not, not get your mind out of the gutter. We did not know what a gynecologist or proctologist was when we were kids. Okay, so we didn't even go there with that. But it was just kind of like this little exchange of feedback and everything of playing doctor. And see, now that you're an adult, well, you can really get to play doctor and go into it as deep as you want to. But think about it, okay? Hopefully you go to a medical practitioner who you can comfortably give feedback to. And if you don't, you should. So think about that when you spend time with your partner in a session of just feedback. You know, I mean, this is a whole thing. Definitely get a dialogue going with your doctor and make your doctor you know, have them be really comfortable with you and you with them. I mean, that's really, really important. I went to this gynecologist in Boston who was really, really well known and stuff. And so I asked her one time, I said, uh, what do they teach you about female ejaculation? Now, personally, I know they don't teach shit about that in medical school. Never mind gynecologists. They don't even teach sex ed for more than like a few hours when you're going to be a practicing gynecologist. I am not kidding about that. Anyway, she said, oh, I had a patient come in and she said she wet the bed whenever she had sex. So I gave her urinary tract medicine, infection medicine. And I said to her, I said, did you ask for her to bring in a sample? All right, now think about it. What if a guy went to the doctors, and this isn't slamming guys, it's just how the medical community's built. What if a guy went to the doctor and said, doctor, you know, when I get an erection, this white stuff comes out. What do you think doctor's going to say? We'll bring in a sample of it. You know, I mean, obviously they know what it would be, but that would that's how it's framed. So her, instead of saying, oh, bring in a sample of it or something, or even freaking knowing the difference between wetting the bed and bladder control and that, and the difference between female ejaculation, 
you know, she didn't even know that. And she prescribed this medicine. And I said, well, you know, I do it. I can demonstrate it. And I'd be more than happy to like before office appointments. And, uh, I, and I'd be happy to do that. And I could see her tense up and her response was, no, we're okay. And I'm thinking, you're a freaking gynecologist and you've got an office full of gynecologists. You know how educational that would be? And so as soon as she said that, I thought, you know what? She's not, she's not in, on my team. So I'm not going to be in hers. So I actually went and I looked for another gynecologist. See now, yeah, I know I'm talking about gynecologist stories, but this is about communication. Don't forget this at the, at the medical level or the personal level. Okay. So follow me here. So I went through the book, you know, of who's available gynecologist and there's a Dr. Kim Johnson who is based in Boston. And I thought, oh, Kim, you know, I'll just go with her because that's her name. So I go see her, you know, she's great. And then we go to her office just to catch up on, you know, like health background and things like that. And obviously, I'm pretty comfortable with talking about my reproductive organs and everything that's there. And so I could tell that she was kind of like her reaction it was okay, but kind of like, wow, nobody really talks that comfortably about what's going on and things like that. And I said to her, I said, oh, I mean, I've got to tell you, I, I own Grand Opening, this sex toy store in Coolidge Corner. Well, all of a sudden, she slaps her hands on the desk and says, oh, my God, you own Grand Opening? I've gone there for bachelorette parties. That place is great and totally changed her demeanor. And we became friends after that because she knew where I was coming from and things. And she was really comfortable with me being comfortable with her. So that was pretty cool. But again, it was around communication and healthcare. So this is super, 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 super important. All right. So back to playing doctor. Mm. Okay, so that's it. So you really want to go to a comfortable doctor. Now, let's say, let's bring it back to the sex part, right? This is the thing, is when you're playing, role-playing as like doctor, all right, you can be like, oh, how does this feel? And the, let's see, doctor and patient, I'll just talk like that way, which, yeah. So doctor and patient. When you're giving feedback, it's nothing critical, but letting that person know what you want by guiding them. When you role play as doctor and patient, it gives you the freedom to be out of your flat back and routine, like when you're having sex, and it allows you to get out of a sex role. It gives you the permission to give your partner the opportunity to provide what you want because you're not, you're set up in this role playing scenario. It's not like your regular, regular sex and like, oh, don't do that. Because that can be critical. But when you're giving feedback in the role of doctor patient, it comes out like a lot more naturally for sure. You know, think of your doctor when you're playing doctor and patient. Think of the doctor as your sexual health partner. Yeah, you can train them about what you like and how you like it and how hard or how light you like it, just like when you're getting your back scratched. So think about that scenario, except that you want it scratched lower and lighter and inner and outer and slower and 
harder. Well, you get the picture. So don't delay. Make that doctor's appointment now. And you don't have to worry about the insurance coverage either when you make it. It could be a lot of fun. So then, okay, so that's like a verbal thing. But there's also nonverbal communication. Yeah. I know moans and groans, but it's actually a pretty effective way to learn if a partner likes what you're doing or not. All right. So think about it when you make your noises, like a deep, relaxing moan, like, oh, 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 like that. So just think of like, that not only feels good, but doing those sounds also adds the sense of sound to your sexual escapade and can heat things up on its own. Yep. And hearing breathing and how it increases and gets hotter and heavier as you continue. I mean, the the whole heavy breather thing, there's a reason for that. That means you're really opening up your throat and really breathing heavy. And that's what happens. All of this is definitely communication. One thing that I love to do is, you know, a lot of guys think nip their own nipple stimulation. Okay, so guys getting their nipples stimulated, you know, that's supposed to be only a girl thing, which is out the window in my book. And what I do, and this is where nonverbal communication comes in really well, is I'll give a massage to their pecs, right? So their pectoral muscles in the front, which the nipples kind of like the head part of that. So I'll give them a massage. And then what I'll do is I'll slowly kind of tease the nipple in between my thumb and like the base of my index finger. And I'll gently, you know, make a circular motion in the pec muscle and then kind of give it gentle squeeze around the nipple with my thumb and, you know, kind of like, I guess, the edge of your palm by your index finger. And I'll tell you, you can tell in a minute if a guy likes it or not, because a lot of guys don't like to communicate that they like nipple stimulation. Go figure, but whatever. Probably because, you know, they think that, you know, it's a girl thing and blah, 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 and all that stereotypical bullshit. Anyway, so a lot of times I'll do that to guys and they'll be like, Oh, oh, you know, and they're just giving this sigh of like pleasure of just doing that. And I'm thinking, okay. And then, you know, and then sometimes I'll be happy like that, you know, just lower the voice and make it sexy. That's communication for sure. But anyway, that's a whole nother voice podcast by Kim Ayers. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm getting carried away. All right. But that's a really cool way to find out nonverbal communication. See if somebody likes nipple play. It works both ways for sure. I mean, not every woman likes nipple play, all that good stuff. We love all those different genders that love it or don't love it or include it or don't. You know, there's a nipple play. And it's another podcast for Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. So let's get back to communication here. Another way to communicate is through, guess what? Good old touch. I just talked about it. About Talk about lightly touching a partner to be a verbal yes or I like that or to like a harder touch meaning, but no. So that's kind of like when you talk to them, and I just had this conversation recently with a fuck buddy, 
was that he was kind of doing things to my junk that I really didn't want him to do. And like, he didn't understand like my tapping on him meant like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. You know? And I like, and I actually kind of forced, not for, not forcefully, but strongly was pushing his hand away and he was still going for it and things. And I kind of like, didn't want to break it, but I should have said, uh, no, just don't do that anymore. You know? So it was okay. But the next time that we had fun, um, I told him flat out, I said, if I do that to you, that means you have to back off, you know, and stuff. And he totally got it. And it was a completely different, much more enjoyable experience then. So that was the thing. I mean, cause some people like to talk and some people don't. So that's when the nonverbal cues come in really, really handy. So that's what I said. When I tap them, you know, when I tap them a little harder, that means definitely not. When I tap, it means like kind of watch it a little bit. That's also taking cues from the BDSM world. And so the, the kind of like to get that communication out there. Oh, like when I do that, that's what that means. I can't tell you how many times I've had to move a partner's hand to change their touch or stop doing something that I wasn't comfortable with. Like slipping a finger in my butt when I didn't want it there. Yeah, I'm talking to you, big guy. Honest. It's like, don't assume that the last person that you were with liked it and that the next person's going to like it too, okay? So... Yeah, that's like, you know, what I saying, but anyway. Uh, but having a partner who listens to even nonverbal communication is just as important as the one who does. So keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, if you really want to have fun, do some role playing. Yeah, 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 I know I talked about the doctor thing, but here's another super fun way which can make you laugh your ass off during sex. Oh yeah, laughing during sex. I sure should hope you do that too, for real. I mean, not enough people laugh during sex or a lot of people are embarrassed by making bodily noises. I mean, we've kind of like accepted queefing because that's like a positional thing. Queefing, if you don't know, it's like a fart out of your vagina because it's air that gets pushed in there and it has to come out. So it can be funny noises, kind of really called queefing. But you know, what if you like fart, fart, like fart out of your butt, fart? Like, do you get all like embarrassed or stuff? I mean, I kind of laugh. I'm like, well, that must have been good or something. So yeah, I think laughing during sex is really important. Um, as long as you like, don't laugh at things like, yeah, that looks really fun. Just, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so keep it light. Well, my opinion of when I have sex, I'm not going to tell everybody keep it light because I'm not you. That's the beauty of sex. But I like kind of keeping it light because it's kind of like how I roll. But anyway, here it goes. Here's a good one. All right. So to communicate non-verbally, role-playing as animals when you're having sex. Yeah. I mean, animals don't talk, right? Okay. So how do they communicate? They communicate with like sound and noises and things like that. Try to do that. Like try to have a round of sex that you're not communicating verbally, but you're communicating like animals. Like you behave like animals and grunt and groan and make funny noises like the beasts. We really are. It can be really, really funny. And again, it's role playing, you know, like we did as kids, which is great fun. And it can really open up a lot. I'm just thinking of times that I've done it and it's kind of pretty funny stuff. So make communication an important part of your sex repertoire. No matter how you say it, 
honest, communicate. It'll break down barriers, give you confidence, and can do amazing things, even when you communicate with yourself for real. So keep those tools of communication going. And speaking of which, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and do all that good stuff with Sex Talk with Kim Ayers. And now for a new feature of the Sex Chat with Kim Ayers podcast. Yay, the crowd goes wild. Hey, any of you that know me know that I'm a real jokester. I really love a good joke. And of course, I really love a good sex joke. I know lots of them. Trust me on that one. And I'm going to be sharing one every podcast with you. And they'll probably be connected to the theme too. So this is all about communication on this podcast. So here you go with this joke of the podcast. Yay. So these two guys are coming home from work on a bus and then they see these two dogs fucking on a yard, you know, out in front of a house. And they're like, that looks kind of hot. What do you, what do you say? Like, you know, maybe get the wives a little tipsy tonight and you know, kind of have sex like that. And they're like, that sounds like a great idea. So the next morning, the guys are talking and one says, how was it for you? He goes, oh, it was great. We had some really great wine. She was nice and relaxed. And oh my God, we had the best sex ever. Best sex we've had in a really long time. It was really, it was really great. So he says, how does it, how did it work out for you? He says to the other guy, Guy says, well, you know, I mean, it was okay. Kind of getting her drunk was easy, but getting her out on the lawn was a little tough. <laughs> so there you go. It's the first joke of the Kim Ayers podcast. Yay, there'll be one on every podcast. So stay tuned for more. Thanks. Hey, here's a good one for you. Join the Kim Ayers grand opening email list And for the next several episodes of every podcast, I'll be giving away prizes to one lucky entrant who submits their email to my confidential email list. Simply email kimairssexchat at gmail.com. Yes, there's two S's in that. And I'll pick a winner and send you a delightful new sexy toy and extra goodies too. Again, just send me your email address to join my confidential email list at kimairssexchat.com at gmail.com. Thanks. This question's really good. Comes said from Seattle. I've been told that glycerin lubes can cause yeast infections. I get them a lot and wonder if that's the cause. Great question. Here goes. Now, in all my years of sex education and stuff, I was taught that glycerin is a sugar and sugar is bad for getting yeast infections and stuff like that. So don't use a lubricant with sugar or glycerin in it. The real correct scientific answer is glycerin is not a sugar. It's a sugar alcohol. All right. Scientifically and chemically, there is a difference. Here goes. Well, really the main one is just distinguishing the glycerin that's in a lubricant uh, is not a sugar, is a main one. But the real difference is this. Glycerin, while there's a lot of lubes that glycerin is in like the one or first or second ingredient, glycerin will break down into a sugar 
only when it's processed through the liver. Last time I checked, my vagina is not my liver. Okay? It can't get from point A to point B in either direction between the vagina and the liver. So there you go on that. So a glycerin will not turn into a sugar in the vagina. So that's number one. The reason why a lot of people think it is a sugar is because it's sweet. And while there's something sweet, then it must have a sugar in it, right? No. So that's the kind of misthought. And that's, you know, I've been saying that for years, glycerin to sugar, but it's not. It seems like one, like I said, because it's sweet, but it is not a sugar. So a glycerin lubricant will not cause yeast infections or make them worse. Now, the good thing is that if maybe you think there's something wrong with that, or you think maybe there is a connection, there's plenty of wonderful lubricants out there that do not contain glycerin. Um, gosh, almost too many to to even list. Uh, a good one, Wicked Sensual Care is a really good brand that is, I think most of their stuff's glycerin free, but check the label. If you, or, if you order stuff or if you get it in a store, um, ask, because that's a real hot topic is glycerin in lubricants. And like I said, it's, I would say maybe about 50, this doesn't include hybrids or silicone lubes, which are different categories unto themselves. But for a water-based lubricant, um, I would look at a label for sure. And if there's any doubt, if you really want to avoid glycerin, just look at the label, look at the ingredients. When you order from grandopening.com, just look into details about the product if it's not written in the description already, and it'll say whether or not there's glycerin in it. So for peace of mind, you can stay away from glycerin lubricants, but in general, from the science background, there's no glycerin in a lubricant, so you should be fine whether or not you get yeast infections. And if you get yeast infections, check out other things, like what kind of detergent do you use to wash your underwear? Honest to Pete. And what kind of foods you eat? I mean, it goes way beyond just the kind of personal lubricant you use. So if you have any other questions, you can email me, Kim Ayers Sex Chat, that's got two S's in it, at gmail.com, or just hit me up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, direct message me with a question, and I'll be sure to get to it on a future episode of Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. And now it's time for the podcast review. Yay, the crowd goes wild. Hey, in my hot little hands, because they always are hot, well, maybe not so little hands, but I've got a vibrator. It's been out for a little while, and it's really super unique. It is by Cal Exotics, one of our lovely podcast sponsors, so we always love supporting them. And it's, like I said, it's been out for a little while. And I love it. It's really unique. So let's look at it. It is called the, it's in the Jopin line, which is one of their brands. You know, a lot of these companies have different brands. And it's Starstruck is the line. There's like, I think, four or five vibrators in that line. And it's called the Fantasy. Now, what makes this so different is if you look at it, you're like, oh, that looks like a mushroom. Because guess what? It really kind of does. It's got a kind of, um, oh, I would say sort of flat surface. It's not flat, It's but it's kind of big and flat. 
you know, I mean, yeah, it's being flat. It's got some ridges on it. Now, what's so neat about this surface is that it's great for external use. Basically, that's it. This is not a shape that you'd want to put inside. I don't think you'd even been able to, to do that. So it's really unique. And what I like about a size like this is it's not just clitoral. It's the whole vulva because there's so many nerve endings that are all around and it's really wonderful to pay attention to them. Not only that, but it's also just a great massager. I mean, because it, it doesn't like look like a typical vibrator. So it's a really easy one to introduce into partnerships and around that communication thing, which is the theme for today's podcast. So it's a really nice, gentle shaped one. Now, the thing that's so unique, first of all, it's silicone and it's this gorgeous wine color marine maroon, really rich color with a sparkly gold base. Yeah, see, I mean, how many times have you heard a vibrator being described as a wine color with sparkly gold base? That's the trademark of this beautiful starstruck line. What's so wonderful about it? Well, first of all, it's rechargeable and it's silicone. So that's two pluses right there. Super easy to use. There's just a button at the bottom that you push for the speeds. Now let me get that going here. There we go. It's super quiet. And there's different combinations that you can do for it. So there's about 35 different speeds and functions on it. So you can really get it pulsing. You can see that's a good little pulse right there. You can just get the speeds going, slow, medium, fast. There's so many versatile speeds on this. It's remarkable. And then the base of it, under the beautiful gold base, it's got a light. And then the button that controls the speeds is that matching wine silicone color. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous vibrator. And I highly recommend it for, you know, maybe people that have mobility issues because it's super easy to hold. You can just slide it between two fingers and that's it. And it's ready to go. It's got a nice big surface again that can be used not only generally, but all around the body for a really nice vibrating massage. Super easy, super discreet looking because you can't really, I mean, you could leave this out. It totally does not look like a vibrator. Does not look like a vibrator. And since you'd be getting it online, the packaging is gorgeous. It's a cylindrical tube and then the vibrator sits in the middle of the tube. So you open it up and it's like, oh, I am your vibrator. I am your vibrator. So I really like this vibe a lot. I like the whole line. Uh, I just really like how it's presented, how it works. Um, how it works really well with people, like I said, that have disabilities that might not be able to hold things easily. It's just really, really a great, great vibrator. So it's the Jopin Starstruck line, and the one is Fantasy. So all you need to do is enter the word Starstruck when you order from grandopening.com, and you will get $10 off for that vibrator specifically pretty good deal. Yeah, it's pretty, it's really affordable and it's really amazing because it looks like a really expensive toy. So enter Starstruck when you check out at grandopening.com and get a Jopin Starstruck fantasy vibe today. Thanks. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff with Sex Talk with Kim Ayers.